this game around, we just want to seal the deal. We want to win the division, and we want to get in the playoffs. And I think that's everybody's mindset right now. I'm a football player, man, at the end of the day. It's like, I love football. I love to play it, and it's like, you know, football is about blocking and tackling at the end of the day. Every day after practice, me and Lamar get the football, and we, I like to show them up, because I'm like, I play quarterback too, bro. I can throw, I can throw, like, look. Welcome into the lounge, week 17 win and get in edition. It's a big week here, Garrett. Not only just a win and get in edition, win and get in and get a home playoff game edition. Get that playoff bonus edition. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. It's a big week here in Baltimore. I expect MIT Bank Stadium to be uh, more rowdy than it's been all season long. I think this is going to be an incredible environment. And there is definitely an energy around town and around this team uh, that I think is different than I felt all season long. Yeah. And I think different than I compared to last season, week 17. I really think that this game against the Browns could be a special game. Like it's, it, I think it's gonna be rocking at MNC Bank Stadium uh, and hopefully the Ravens can cap off its vision championship. And, and it's, I just think it could be a really cool, special moment. Yeah, I think it has all the makings of one to remember. Yeah, I, I absolutely do, and uh, I have a hard time. I don't want to put cart before the horse, but I will put the cart before the horse. I, ha I have a hard time seeing the Ravens also lose a playoff game in Baltimore too. Um, you Man, know, that would be nice. Yeah, Whew. how about that first round bye? Okay, yeah, there we go. It. There we Maybe go. You, get a, uh, you still get a game in Baltimore. Yeah, you still get a game in Baltimore, and then Divisional beat them, round. beat them, I'll, and then I'll, go to the AFC Championship. I'll never forget the Ravens in 2011 got a first round bye. Yeah, and then hosted the Texans with T.J. Yates with as TJ their starting Yates, quarterback. Yep, and Jacoby Jones made a huge gaffe yep. on a punt return. I want to say. Yep, and uh, after the game, Joe came, Joe came to the podium and he goes. Man, we should just get a first round by every time. It's so, it's so much easier. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like you win one game, you're in the conference championship. This is amazing. This must be how Tom Brady feels. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. I'm, I'm definitely on board with that. Hey, yeah. hey, maybe you host. Maybe you host the AFC Championship. I like that too. There we go. Size them up. All Putting right. that cart before the horse. <laughs> All right. All right. So as always, we love to hear from you guys. You can email the show at ravens. Or sorry, at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. We have an interview with Willie Steve. We're going to get to, but before we do that, uh, we have a couple of emails. This first one is from Pete Ballas Ericus. Uh, let me get. Let me see. Yeah. That. So go ahead. Give me, me read. See if you can read that. Nick. No, you're an idiot. See, you oh, can't Pete. even read the first idiot. name. <laughs> the first you, name. You got confused on Nick and Pete. <laughs> I saw Nick somewhere. Sorry, my eyes just left. Pete Vasilakaris. Vasilakaris. There we go. Go ahead and read the email. That's definitely not it. Okay. <laughs> Pete says, I keep having this nightmare that it's 4th and 12 with the game on the line and Baker Mayfield connects with none other than Brashad Perryman for a game-winning touchdown to end the Ravens' season. Thoughts? Uh, well, I would, would agree that that's a nightmare. That is a nightmare scenario. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. But here's here's what I'll say. Um, and I, as the week has gone on, I've felt better and better about this game. Um, but the sad part is, like I've seen, I've had my heart broken so many times mm -hmm. now that I almost expect the worst. Like it's like I'm just like this scared, fragile little creature that's yeah. like scared by all the shadows, you know, and. Uh, and so, like, that's how almost, like, Ravens fans have been conditioned. You just go into every situation expecting some heartbreaker. And, 
So yeah, I've had that same fear of well, Perryman just getting revenge and knocking us out of the playoffs. Yeah, that would be terrible, and that's just that's the nightmare scenario. And I think that like, you know, what I think may help a little bit in this regard is like I felt I felt that same way. And when I was watching the game against the Chargers, it was setting up. The script was setting yeah. up for it to just play out that way. Chargers to get the ball late, they start marching, but the Ravens they got the stop like. Everyone asks, like, can you get the stop? Can you get the play, make the play at the end of the game? The Ravens did it twice. They got the punch out, and they returned that for a touchdown, and then Marlon Humphrey came back down. There was kind of desperation time, yeah. but he got the pick. So they got the stop there, and so I think that that is a, that a huge, huge confidence, boost. confidence booster for this team. Fans, people like us, yes. like, it just makes you feel better about this team. And, look, I know that the Browns are a – much better Browns team than the Ravens have played in recent years, and Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback. But I also think that there's a little bit too much outside attention and excitement around the Browns, personally. Yeah. Like they're they're almost like overhyped at this. Point. I, it kind of, I kind of think they are. I honestly kind of think they are. <laughs> Which is crazy to talk about with the Browns. Yeah, I said on unscripted this week, and I and I feel this way uh, still that I think this is probably like a seven to ten point win for the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, they kind of kind of take just take care of business. And here's the thing. The Ravens are a really good team. Mm-hmm. Like, a really good team. Yeah. I mean, like, are we appreciating this defense as much as we should be? No. The Ravens haven't had a number one defense in scoring and yards since 2006. Okay. Which, that defense was filthy. Yeah. This defense could be just as good. I mean, they don't get as many sacks as that group did or turnovers, but they're starting to. Yeah. You got three touchdowns, or two touchdowns in your past. No, three, three touchdowns. Falcons, Suggs, was what, Raiders? Oh, yeah. Suggs yeah. touchdown, and yeah. now the Tavon Young. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think they are peaking at the right time, and you just got to go get it done on Sunday. You got to get it done yeah. Sunday against the Browns. So, look, we're all excited for this game on Sunday. We're fired up about it. You know who else is fired up about it, Ryan? It's CSX. That's our game day sponsor there for you this go. game. All right, Garrett, make sure you and everybody out there listening, okay, if you're going to the game, the railroad tracks are right outside the stadium, stay alert around railroad tracks. No texting headphones, or other distractions that will prevent you from hearing an approaching train. Never mix rails and recreation. My kid loves trains. I tell him, never play it on the train, train tracks, though. That's good and advice. That's one thing. That's a great advice as a dad. So, <laughs> All right, with that said, let's go ahead and get into our interview with wide receiver Willie Sneed. Willie, obviously, big game coming up against the Browns, win and get in game. What's, what's the emotions like for you, the feeling of... Hey, man, we're right, right on the cusp of getting back in the playoffs. It's an exciting feeling. Um, just from what everybody's been saying around the building, we've been in this position three, two or three times in the past. And yeah. I think everybody's just ready to get, get over that hump right now. And for me personally, getting back into the playoffs is definitely a goal of mine just to get past the divisional round and up into the championship. So I think... I'm excited about it. Everybody else is excited about it. I'm just looking forward to Sunday. You were in last year with mm-hmm. the Saints, and you had a trick play. Yeah. They gave the – you remember this <laughs> I play? I don't remember this play. Oh, man, I remember watching this from a bar. Okay. And be like, here he comes! So describe it. So well, they, they come – I think it was a quick throw yeah. out to you, right? Mm-hmm. It was a quick throw. Willie took, takes like a step back. Launches it down the field to Ingram? No, it was uh, to Camara. Uh, to Camara. Yeah, and it was just like a foot too far. I mean, it yeah, was like right there. And oh Willie, the cameras all zoom in on Willie's face. We talked about this before, Willie and I. Cameras <laughs> zoom on his face. He's like, 
That would have put us like we probably would have beat them if I could play that one because yeah. there was nobody there. Kamar would have ran into the end zone for like sixty. I I told Willie this. I felt really bad for him. Like yeah. like watch that game. Like I don't off you know I've watched a lot of football games and like if it's not the Ravens, I generally really don't care. Yeah. yeah. But like I like seeing the pain on his face. Like it was one of those moments where you see athletes like really like tortured by that play, yeah. and I felt bad for him. It was well, sick, man. Well, that, that that the finish of that game obviously is. Oh yeah, that was yeah. Oh, worse. Yeah, yeah. That was terrible. Uh, you know what? I'll give you credit though because I've seen you do the thing after practice where you and Lamar kind of battle with each other where you mm-hmm. try to hit the goalpost. So mm-hmm. you've got a good arm. Yeah. That's true. He's got. I'm not trying to say that you got a trick play in the works. You might, you know, if you do, you try to keep that under wraps. Right. You, got, you can throw. Did you ever play quarterback at any point? You know what the funny thing is? Uh, Lamar's uh, quarterbacks, his coach back in Pop Warner, we had the same coach. Really? So before Lamar Jackson, I was with his coach, and I was playing quarterback. That was when I first played quarterback. Okay. It was like Little League. I was like sixth grade, uh-huh. never played quarterback. And then he was running my dad's system in, at the time. I was in high school. And then the next year, he told me about this kid, Lamar. <laughs> and I was like, who? So I was like in seventh grade, eighth grade at the time. But we both had the same really? quarterback coach. Really? That's so coach. funny. So yeah. what did he tell you about Lamar back then? He just told me like he was like a quick guy because I, I moved from uh, Fort Lauderdale to Palm Beach. It's yeah. like 30 minutes, 40 minutes north. And that, they wanted me to commute, commute back and forth. He's like, we got this quarterback. We're going to be For really good. For pop water football? <laughs> yes. Like, that's how serious it was, man. They was just like, we had a really good year. But we just we came down and like, we lost. And then they're like, we want you to come back. Because I was playing receiver. And then I moved the quarterback because the quarterback got hurt. Uh-huh. And... You know, he was like, we got a really good team. This kid's coming, coming in. So you would have been Lamar's receiver in Pop Warner Pretty much. you done it. I was playing defense, too, so we probably <laughs> been lined up next to each other. It's funny, man. It's that crazy. Is funny. It's, well, Lamar put out those videos of him playing Pop Warner, like, last week. Were you in any, in any of those? That was – so that's what I'm saying. Like, the year – that was the year after me. Okay. Because the Cowboy jersey and everything. We were the Cowboys and everything. And I'm like, dang, I just had, like, flashbacks to all those moments. It's just crazy. That's crazy. I, you know, it's funny. Like, sometimes there's um, – in middle school and high school, you have these guys that are sort of, like, urban legends, like, mm-hmm. in the neighborhood of, like, oh, man, this guy is crazy, crazy good. Was that kind of the case with him, like, back then? It sounds like that was a little bit of what was going on. I think so. Or I mean, were you the urban legend? Well, t- yeah. Well, I mean, I set it up for him for sure. Like, okay. the offense we were running. So, it's like, you got tape now. So, now you can see how you can do it and get better. <laughs> But nah, he, he he was a heck of an athlete. I didn't know he went to Boynton Beach High School uh-huh. at the time. And, um, you know, I just talked to my old, you know, Pop Warner coach. He just told me, like, later down the road that, yeah, this was, you know, the guy. And I was like, wow, this he's from the same area. We had the same coach. And it's kind of crazy to see him, like, develop into the guy he is now. So it's awesome. So tell me about these uh, competitions at the end of practice yeah. where you're hitting the goalposts. Yeah, so every day after practice, me and Lamar get the football and we – I like to show him up because I'm like, I play quarterback too, bro. I can throw. I can throw. Like, look. Yeah, so, I mean, I've won three days in a row. He won today. Okay. He hit it before me. But, yeah, it's just like. I'm kind of glad he won today. You know, get it right. You know. <laughs> oh, he was he was walking off real smooth and confident. I'm like, good job, buddy. You finally did it, man. That's what I'm talking about. But, no, it's just like friendly competition to keep us, like, yeah. going at it. Yeah, you throw a tight spiral. I'll give you credit. Thanks, man. Um, so just we'll talk about just you and Lamar a little bit and talk a little bit more about you. But um, how where do you feel like the kind of chemistry is? Obviously, like it's not often. I can't think of many teams that in the middle of the season just completely not only change quarterbacks but totally change offenses. Right. How tough has that transition been? And then also just where do you feel like the chemistry is? Yeah, it's been an adjustment just offensively. It's like, you know, you go from passing with Joe all the time to, you know, 
running all the time with you know the quarterback and the ground game, which is awesome. You just have to be a versatile player at that point. You got to be able to be unselfish, block for your team, and just be able to do the dirty work sometimes. But uh, I think when Lamar came in, you know, I think it was just a learning process for everybody just to find out what this kid is good at. What you know, we know what his strengths are obviously, but can he? Can we get better as the season goes along? Build chemistry as the season goes along. And that's like what, what those competitions do is just like extra, spend extra time. Cause like before we throw, you know, we run routes, you know, we get that timing down and then, and then we'll have some fun. But um, it's kind of hard cause you know, we were preparing with Joe all off season. That's mm -hmm. what everybody was talking about. But you know, since, since he's in, he's so open to everything. And you know, he wants to, he wants to throw, you know what I mean? He wants to throw more. And that's, that's the great thing about it. It's like he's willing to work with us and we're willing to work with him. And that's just how the chemistry is being built. So it's like when you get a full year mm -hmm. with him in the off season and everything, it's kind of like we'll see what happens. But right now I think we're, getting, we're in a good place. We're getting better. And I think right now it's the perfect time to actually like blossom into who we think we are. Take us inside the conversations that you guys in your wide receivers room have had because like you're saying, I mean, it's it's tough. Yeah. Bro. You want to catch the ball. Yeah. I mean, that's what you do. Right. You know, and like now it's like, all right, you're going to block a lot more. Yeah, you know? know. So like throughout the week, we're, you know, running these pass plays, you know, we're doing all this stuff, scheme. Right. We get to the game, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're waiting and we only get like 20 attempts, you know, throwing the football. Right. So it's kind of like, dang. Like, so like in the meeting room, we just, you know, we, we talk. We talk about more runs than passes right now, so it's kind of like that's the frustrating part, you know what I mean? It's like we're we have to adjust to what we're doing, but you know, all those guys are like professionals. And Crabtree's like, look, it's about to be the playoffs, you know, anything can happen, mm. you know. So we're just trying to prepare ourselves to win this last game and to make this little run because you know, once you go in deep into the playoffs, it's all about winning championships now. We do, do whatever we have to do to make sure we get there, so right. I think the. It's, it's disappointing to some certain extent, mm -hmm. you know, but I think we're really happy with where we're at and we're just, we're winning, so we can't be too upset. Right, know? that's kind of the thing. Like, if it didn't work out, then it'd be like, it'd be all different. right, well, hey, man, let's start throwing it again. But, right. like, when you see yeah. the success, it's exactly. like, all right, what are you going to say? You it's know? hard for teams to handle that because right. it's just like, like watching the Chargers, it's like I knew we were going to run the ball a lot because up front they weren't big guys, you know, they weren't physical, their speed, everything is speed for them, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like if you go at them enough times by the third, fourth quarter, you know, it's kind of like you start feeling the wear and tear and mm -hmm. we just start pounding guys, so it's kind of like. I'm curious though, like, you guys have to basically be fairly selfless, like, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of teams would have trouble making that transition because guys could get become malcontents and yes. be like no we're not doing this if we're not if i'm not here to be a blocker you know like yeah. they could be disruptive mm -hmm. how why do you think that that has not been the case here is it just the fact that you're winning or what do you think it is i think it's that it's also just we have a lot of unselfish guys um guys that just want to win you know at the same time we want to we want to catch the football receivers like you got antonio brown and, and juju over there they all got over 100 catches you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's it's crazy so you know, you see that situation, but then, you know, you come to our situation, we're, we run the ball downhill. That's what we do. And then we run play action movements and stuff like that off of it. But it's just different, you know. I've never been a part of anything like this because I had Drew, and we was just airing it out half the time. And then now, now we're with a rookie quarterback that runs the ball, and, you know, that's what they're utilizing, utilizing his strength. But he can throw the ball. I think it's just, like, you have to build that timing. You got to trust that 
you gotta trust that he trusts what he sees. You know what I mean? Because right. you know it's 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 different. But he's such a, pl a great playmaker. He can make it work, and he's been making it work for the past six games. So. I don't know. I think our room has been doing a really good job of just controlling and handling the situation because it, it is tough, like you said. Like yeah. a lot of guys would have probably checked out. I mean, if we lost, if we lost most of those games, I think guys would have checked out. But it's like we're winning. You know, it's mm -hmm. working and we're making it work by the time by our blocking, our sacrificing, and just the team. Like right. we're gonna do this because. We're trying to win games. Mm -hmm. What's this season been like for you? I mean, you're at 61 catches for 626 and a touch. I mean, yeah. It's a big step up from last year, oh, which was man. a really difficult season for you. What, what, what's it What's it been like for you? This just describe the process. It's been It's been an emotional roller coaster, even before I got here. You know <laughs> what I mean? And now, right now, it's just like I'm very grateful. Even though I know I could have caught like so many more passes and maybe more yards, but it's like. To have 600 yards compared to 92 last year, right. I only had seven catches. I got one more touchdown than I did last year, so <laughs> right. I'm in a good place. Um, you know, it's just it was an adjustment when Lamar came in, but I think being in Baltimore is just like a breath of fresh air. You know, everybody trusts me. Everybody wants to see me do well, and I'm I've brought in that hard that work ethic from there to here, and it's, it's been translating really well for me. So I'm in a good place. I'm just trying to finish strong, finish healthy. And, uh, you know, hopefully I get a, a strong offseason. Yeah. Did you have any, uh, I guess, doubts or questions when you come to a new place? And last year obviously didn't go the way that you wanted. Mm -hmm. Certainly you're confident in yourself, but do you wonder, can I get back to what I did two years ago? Like, is that a thought that's going on in your head at the time? I think that thought comes in, like, when you're training and all this stuff that you do. Because my father trains me in the offseason, and yeah. he always brings up the fact, like, what kind of season did you have last year? What kind of season are you trying to have this year? You know, it's like, what, what, how big of a transition are you trying to make? Are you just trying to be there? Are you trying to be a blocker? Are you trying to be an impact player? Because you know you can be that. You've seen it. You've done it. And, you know, that was just, he was just basically building that confidence up in me again, you know, because the situation in New Orleans was just, it was, it was a bad, it just worked out bad for me because of everything that happened. But when I got here, it's like, I saw they brought in a whole bunch of new faces. You got Joe Flacco, you got a great defense behind it. So it's like the opportunities are always there. And I just was telling myself, take advantage of everything. Yeah. You know, take advantage of the opportunities, take advantage of the time you spend with the quarterbacks. You know, just don't leave any stone unturned, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I just wanted, like I've, I've come in the league the hard way. So being here right now is a blessing, whether it's 400 catches, 600, I mean, 400 yards, 600 yards, 60 catches or whatever, mm -hmm. it's like, it's a blessing because, like, you know, I could definitely be somewhere else. Right. I could not be playing football, you know, because that situation's happened to me before, too. Right. So, I mean, it seems like you fit in here really well because Baltimore's so gritty, and that's the kind of player you mm -hmm. are. I mean, you, you do, and that's also kind of a testament to the way you've been able to adapt to this new offense is that you are willing to do the dirty work and right. you are willing to – have you lit anybody up on a block this – since Lamar's taken over, I'm trying to remember one. I actually the Atlanta the Atlanta game the touchdown um, Lamar scored the first touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The running I touchdown. I blocked the middle linebacker. Blocked him. That's up, right. You stoned him. That's right. He was right. done. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't put, put any highlight film. I haven't put anybody on their back yet, but it's like you know you can't crack back, you know. So it's kind of right. like you have to be smart. Right. But like that one play, I just remember because. Oh, they, the tight ends coach got all the tight ends trying to block like that now. It's like, 
do this block. I'm like, I just did it three weeks ago. It's like, I can do it again. You know what I mean? <laughs> wait, wait. You're I, saying Greg Roman is teaching our tight ends to block like I you think, did on that play? I was like showing the tight ends up a little bit in the blocking game. <laughs> but no. Nah, I'm sure Nick Boyle doesn't like that. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he would definitely try to kill me if he heard me say that. But no, nah, I'm a football player, man, at the end of the day. It's like, I love football. I love to play it. And it's like, you know, Running the ball or passing, it's like, you know, it's it's the game that I've grown up playing, you know. Right. Football is about blocking and tackling at the end of the day, you know. So it's like, that's what I was doing in New Orleans. That's why Mark loves me. You know, I would set up the hole, like I get on the safety, and then he just, toot, toot, and he's gone. It's like, that's why the run game has so much. When the receivers block in the run game, that's how big runs get sprung. Right. You know, if guys are, like, not doing it, it's like they get to the second level, they probably get tackled for, like, eight, right. you know, instead of, like, a 20-yarder. You know, I mean, that's the difference. Yeah. What have you seen from, from Joe? You know, you spent a lot of time with him in off, you know, extra time in practice and all that stuff and getting ready for the season. What have you seen from him in terms of how he's transitioned to being the backup? I think it's hard to say. I think he's just content with the situation. And yeah. I think he's always just ready. You yeah. know, he's, he, he hasn't changed anything that he's done. Like, he's in meetings every day. He's taking notes. You know, he's asking questions. So that that... That's a confidence boost, I feel like, for me and for everybody else around because it's like, God forbid something happens to the Lamar or something. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has the confidence that Joe can step in there and be effective. Yeah. You know what I mean? We probably won't be as effective running the ball with the quarterback, but I think... Definitely not. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like, running. <laughs> but, like, throwing the ball, saying, you know, we could probably keep the same scheme going, but it's like... It's just they're two different quarterbacks, but Joe's been great, man. He's he's a character. You know, I actually kind of think like we were talking about this the other day yeah. that like if Lamar were to go down, which not when he doesn't, like, right? I actually kind of think that Joe would step in and it would take the de- the defense completely by surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, they know what Joe brings to the table, right. but like after they've prepared the entire week for a run heavy, like I feel like you guys could probably get the passing game like going, going. in an instant. Yeah. That time is there with Joe, man. It's like he'll throw to us sometimes. Like Lamar mostly gets some of the reps with with us. Right. But like when we're doing routes on there, and we might get Joe sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like he he still puts it right where we want him to, you know. So he's he hasn't lost anything. Right. I'm confident in Joe, um, and I feel like it would just be a huge confidence boost if he came back, you know, and like do something crazy in the playoffs. Right, you know? right, right. I don't know. It's yeah, like, you never know. You never know. Man. Yeah, it's the NFL. So when you like look at this game, it's interesting because obviously you weren't here last year, and I think that I'm curious what you think of what the conversations have been in the locker room because a lot of times from a fan perspective or a media perspective, people are reminding you guys like we all you know how last year went, where it was week 17, it was win and get in, and mm-hmm. and it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. This year, is that something that is being talked about like by you guys? Is it hanging over your heads? Um, how do you what do you think about that? I think the vibe is like guys aren't allowed to talk about that. <laughs> okay. I don't I have really? like I remember seeing it on TV because it was like a situation where the, if they lose like if you guys win you get in lose the bills get yep. in type yeah. of deal. Yeah. So you know I just remember the situation what happened but like ever since I got here I haven't heard two words about it even just, this week. Just from us. Yeah, just from you guys. Like, yeah. I mean, you just bring it up because it's, yeah. it's obvious. I mean, right. I guess it's happened three years in a row, win and get in. And well, well, two years. Well, not really, because it was Christmas Day against the Steelers, so it was like week sixteen. Oh, gotcha. We could have really like sealed, essentially sealed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's been that. close. It's yeah. been close. Last year was literally week seventeen, win and get in, and then obviously this year is week seventeen, win and get in. I think the more the vibe, the mindset is, is 
we remember the last time we played these guys and we let them off. We let we let them win the game. Right. You know what I mean? To some Should have won the game. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we had plenty of times where we could have separated ourselves, you know, because they weren't really moving the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, they just, they're good enough that they're going, you know, if we give them enough tries, they're going to score. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I just think it was just offensively, it was on us that game. The defense played great. You know, they gave us every opportunity, but I think this game around, we just want to seal the deal. We want to win the division, and we want to get in the playoffs. Right. And I think that's everybody's mindset right now. That's all we're thinking about. We're not thinking about last year, you know, years before that. I think this team is totally different from years past, even though I wasn't here. You guys could probably could tell me better. Mm-hmm. But I just think there's a complete confidence in what we're doing, especially off the Chargers win. That yeah. was a huge confidence boost. So I yeah. just think we take care of business here. Now we can actually get the role. I do think that there's a lot more confidence in this year's team than there was in last year's. Like last year, you know, we got hot kind of at the end of the year, but it was like beating the Colts with, uh, what's his name, under center? Andrew Luck was an under center. Yeah. Oh, Brissett. Brissett. Brissett and yeah. it was like the week before was another backup quarterback. It was a different situation. Yeah, last year we just beat totally a bunch different. of backup quarterbacks. No Deshaun Watson, no Aaron Rodgers, no Andrew Luck. Right. It was like a bunch of backup quarterbacks. We didn't have a marquee signature win on the schedule mm-hmm. like right. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. How is Crabtree approaching this game? Because obviously Cleveland was a tough one for him. Yeah. Like, how much does he want to be the guy that just gets back, gets right. that touchdown to beat them? You know. I think I think Crabtree's energy is starting to pick up a little bit because the playoffs is around the corner. Hmm. You know, and he's he's been to the playoffs plenty of times, and he reminds me a lot. Like this this offense reminds him of when he was in San Fran. Hmm. The run game, Kaepernick, the way they were rolling. That's how he compares it to. And I'm like, whoo, <laughs> that's scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they were like, you know, you guys won. You guys beat them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we probably have a better defense than that San Francisco team did, that, too. Yeah. Man, but the scary. offense is similar. Right. So it's it's kind of like really similar. for So for Crab, it's kind of like showtime. You know, it's about that time. You know, playoffs is here. So he's coming into this game like, you know, we got to stomp a mud hole in him. You know what I mean? Like, we really got to set the tone. Like, going into playoffs, we should be, you know, setting the standard to everybody else in the league, like, look, there's a separation, there's a gap between us and the Browns, it's a gap, but we're going into the playoffs with the head full of steam, like, we're ready to go and we're ready to roll. So I think that's his mindset yeah, right. onto everybody else's, right. you know? Yeah. Well, I like that mindset. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That sounds good. That's good. You gotta have that mindset, especially, like, right now, it's like, you gotta play your best football in December, that's what we've been doing, and January, it's like, you know, we'll see. Right. Well, it's going to be a Crabtree touchdown and a Willie Sneed touchdown. Week one and week six, 17 for Willie. Here right. we go. This guy can, he can score <laughs> touchdowns. Just cap him, baby. He can score touchdowns. He can throw. He can block. This I'll guy can do it all right I'll here. Take a throwing touchdown. <laughs> oh, man. It's coming, man. It's coming. Believe Thanks it. a lot, Thank buddy. you, Willie. Appreciate Thanks, it. Yep. Appreciate you guys. All right. Well, good stuff from Willie. Uh, just a good, honest dude, man. I like Willie. He's a real dude. Yeah. I've had some good conversations with him uh, this season, so... I hope he's around here for a while. And and I think that I really admire the way that he and the receivers have approached this whole transition process because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's pretty open about it. It's not the easiest thing. You go from expecting to catch, you know, maybe 80 passes yeah. a season, and now you're catching, you know, one or two a game I or zero. Br- I didn't bring this up with him, but, I mean, two of the last five games he's had zero catches, yeah. including last week in L.A. So, I mean, that's like, tough. You, it's a receiver yeah. you want to get the ball, but – they're playing hard. That to me is the yeah. it's like there's the attitude and, and I think that they have a good attitude, but to me what really sells that is they're playing hard and he I'm 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 impressed with him. For sure. All right, we have another email. This one from Braden Cromar it says, Happy holidays. What a great win over the Chargers on Saturday night. 
Our defensive group is so dominant as a unit. If the Ravens were to cut or trade Joe Flacco in the offseason, do you think that it would leave enough money on the table to keep Zedarius Smith, C.J. Mosley, and Terrell Suggs if he doesn't retire next year? I think the short answer is yes. I do think there would be enough money on the table to keep those guys. The question is, is that how you want to spend your money? I don't think it's a matter of enough. I just think it's a matter of how you want to divvy up the dollars. I mean, yeah, the Ravens, I don't think it's like dollar for dollar. You cut Joe, that saves, what, $10.5 right. million? I mean, I don't think $10.5 million is going to pay those three cents. No, it's not. Um, but it's, it's, do I think that yeah. the Ravens can find a way? Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. Um, I don't think all three of those— It's going to be tough. Yeah. I, right. If I'm a betting man, I don't think that all three of those guys are going to come back. I think you're probably choosing between C.J. Mosley and Zedarius, and I think it's— the decision is CJ. I think he's kind of the anchor of that defense. And the more I hear Wink Martindale just gush about CJ, the more I think there's no way that they're going to let this guy walk. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my feeling. Um, and and Suggs is a really interesting uh, case. You know, I mean, I it wouldn't shock me if Terrell retired. It also wouldn't shock me if he wants to come back and, and play another two years or whatever, sign another two-year deal. I mean, the guy can can certainly play. He still loves to play. He's healthy enough to play, so you know you you say all that, and you say, well, why not? Yeah, then, um, I think so maybe, maybe part of it depends on how the season plays out. Yeah, if the Ravens were to win at all, I think he could retire. Yeah, that'd be an interesting. I'd take that. Sure, he probably would too. Yeah, would you know if it gets down to that again? Put it the cart before the horse here. Yeah, but if the Ravens, love if the Ravens start to make a run, I'd be curious if there would be any part of him that would kind of have memories of what Ray Lewis did and the way he went out and the way he, it galvanized the entire team around him. Yeah. Um, if that would I don't go think he his, would make an announcement. Before. That's what I'm wondering. I don't think so. I would be surprised, but I would just be curious. Like He saw firsthand the impact that had on the team and the way the guys rallied around it. And I, think, do, I don't think the Ravens certainly win that Super Bowl without the Ray Lewis thing going on. Um, and so I'm just curious if it gets to that point. I don't think he's going to make the announcement today. Team of destiny. The team of destiny, We're baby. Team of destiny. <laughs> All right. Well, we talked real quick before we close out the pod. Uh, we talked about the best Christmas gift you ever got uh-huh. in your life. We got to close it with what you got this year. What uh-huh. was your best gift that you got this year? Mm. Why don't you kick us off? Well, mine was unconventional. Okay. Uh, my wife got me a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> What does that say about you? I've got a lot of questions. What does that say about, that about you? A lot of questions. Is that like a is that a gift or is that a hint? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> a little from column A, a little from column B. It's yeah. I was like, in the world. Did you know what it was when you first opened yeah, it up? I mean, I've been to Europe a number of times. Okay. I know what a bidet is. Yeah. I've used them. They're quite delightful. <laughs> um, but, but I did have some questions. Uh-huh. It was not what I was expecting for my Christmas gift. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> how about you? Did you uh, give much too? more conventional. Much more conventional. Um, gift from my parents was a very nice television. So Really? Yeah. How big? We went 55-inch. That's a pretty big TV. Pretty big TV. Yeah, 55-inch. That's an expensive gift. It was a very expensive gift. Damn. So I'm very appreciative of that. You don't need that playoff bonus. You're already rolling in TVs. Yeah. Mom, mom and dad down and came through in the clutch. So, yeah, very nice gift. That is. That yeah. is. Well, before we go, we want to give one more shout-out to our friends at CSX because they are the game day sponsor for Sunday's game against the Browns. And you got a little trivia for me? I, I got some train, train trivia, okay? okay? Give it to me. 
Do you know how many football fields it takes a CSX train to stop? This is like a math question. You know, like those questions back when you're in sixth or seventh grade. A train leaves from Philadelphia going 60 miles an hour, and the train leaves from New York going 75 miles an hour. All the above. Yeah. I yeah. All, <laughs> all the above. All right, so what was the question? How many football fields okay. does it take a CSX train to stop? I'm going to say six. Dude, you're way <laughs> off. Well, 18. 18 football fields. That's no joke. All right. Always remember to be safe around railroad tracks. That means obeying signals, keeping your distance, and never trying to beat one across the tracks. It's a great tip. And keep that in mind Sunday when you come to that game against the Cleveland Browns because the Ravens are going to be in line for a big win. Big. Big win. <laughs> Let's get back to the playoffs.